Welcome back to another episode of Clash at the Roundtable. I'm your host, Ro. And today we got another episode. Well, I got another episode for y'all. You know, this is a surprise drop for y'all guys. So let's go ahead and get into it. So those who are unaware or been living underneath a rock for, i say, last, what, month or so, you know, Ed Reed and Bethune Cookman, you know, had a little bit of falling out. And with that falling out is a lot of news that has been coming out left and right now. Bakun, which is at HBCU, is now spilling their guts. So one of the things that I want to say before, you know, I dive deep into it is like over the last couple of years, you know, due to the whole Dion situation, you know, HBCUs has been, quote unquote, the hot topic and it's crazy how hot you know the hbcu has been a topic you know because before no one was really you know invested this much into hbcus or hbcus wasn't really getting that much buzz you know yeah you'll hear about you know hbcus like hey you know consider go to hbcu you know well rich in history you'll learn a lot and stuff like that but is it really a dark side to hbcus you know and that's that's something that you know is you can only get from students or you know former people that you know quote unquote the alumni or teachers or you know former staff that has worked at an hbcu now with the whole every situation, get y'all caught up with that. The every situation is this, you know, he was the former head coach of their football program. Now, long story short, basically they fired him, you know, but how they did, they basically said that, Hey, you know, this was basically a mutual, you know, discussion of like, Hey, we're going to part ways from each other, which every later on in a video, you know, said, hey, you know, nah, this was not, I didn't want to leave them or anything like that. I want to be the head coach here. I want to to help these players develop. And honestly, the very next day after that whole, you know, quote unquote firing situation, he was FaceTiming players and stuff like that, you know, watching them doing their community service far as picking up trash. Now, here's my thing with that whole situation. How it played out is seriously, seriously wrong, you know, and it's sad because it's like, you know, every wanted to not just football was not even much the quote unquote driving aspect for him there. His driving aspect was the kids mentoring the young, you know, African-Americans. And, you know, I'm quite sure there's going to be more than just African-Americans on his team, like it was with Dion at Jackson State. But nonetheless, he wanted to mentor those guys and turn those young men into full grown men, you know. And when you look at that, that's what you want. You we say that, hey, you know, shine light on HBCUs. And the light that is being shined on a lot of the HBCUs, it's not a good look. 
And we wonder why our kids or, you know, not even just our kids, but people in general do not choose HBCUs. This is the reason. This is the reason why a lot of them choose the PWIs because they know that the PWIs, even though that they are crooked, you know, which I believe every institution has some type of crookedness in them. But at least you can say, hey, this is more so like they're not stealing money or, you know, we're not going to have our kids going to where there's no food or quote unquote, you know, the water's bad. Like, let, let's let's really peel back the whole, you know, potato of this, you know, the whole situation as well. Like, you know, let's look at Dion's situation when he was in Jacksonville. If you haven't watched his documentary out that he had with the kids, at one point, they didn't have any running water that they could actually use. So, like, that's, for one, that's bad, you know, and that's not even just for um, them as a football program. That's for the whole, you know, area that Jackson didn't have any running water that was feasible for them and stuff like that, you know, where coaches had to bathe in a big old swimming pool. So, like, that's kind of like a disheartening situation. And, you know, not only that, the kids and the kids was eating, like, really garbage from what, you know, Dion expressed and stuff like that. Now, I don't know how true that is, but, hey, you know, anytime you have other schools eating that's less than miles away from your Pacific school, from your Pacific college, you know, eating well, well better food than, you know, they are. It's like, uh, something is really wrong with that situation. But that Leads me to, you know, the the whole Ed Reed situation. This man legit had to clean, had trash in his office that he had to clean out. It's buildings that him and his team cleaned out. He even went on record saying that, hey, you know, I slept. It's plenty of days. I slept here and stuff like that. So it's like, if you're talking about a guy that, oh, well, you know, it's not committed and stuff like that. I see... Like, for me, I could see that the the man up and down, you know, was committed to that school, was committed to the kids, was was committed to growing, you know, that college the way that it needed to be grown and push it to the right, you know, push it in the right way. You know, just like Dion did with Jackson, where, you know, it wasn't like, oh, well, you know, we're just talking about football. No, he wanted to be an impact, not only just in the community, but also, you know, in these kids' lives and stuff like that and grow them into not just little boys, but full-grown men. So, like, you have to respect that. Now, with the Ed Reed situation, yeah, it was kind of, like, distasteful if you if you want to say, hey, let's call Ed Reed out on this, where, you know, you see your head coach cussing and fussing you know, using quote-unquote foul language, you know, in live videos. Well, let's be honest. Kirby Smart had a video where he was cussing and fussing. You know, like, <laughs> legit, it got leaked out. And I'm going to be real with you. I have never been around a head coach or been around coaches, period. You know, and I play sports, you know, whether it's been football, wrestling, track, 
you know, soccer, like, you're going to hear your coach cuss you out, you know, and that's just the bottom line. Like, so all this, like, oh, well, you know, it's every, he's cussing, it's not a good look for, you know, a head coach. Well, apply the same pressure to Kirby. Apply the same pressure to all these coaches that cuss out their, you know, players, you know, and honestly, like me personally, like you can't even much, I, I feel like this when we, when we look at, you know, coaches cussing and stuff like that, I really look past that, you know, and the reason why I really look past that, because like if your coach, I feel like this, and it may be like people are like, oh, something's really wrong with you when you say this, but I feel like this, if your coach is not cussing your ass out, he does he or she does not give a damn about you. Like all the coaches that has cussed a player out, you know, or cussed at, you know, players in general, most of them and I would say most of them wanted nothing but the best for, you know, that particular kid, you know, and is even happened in the pros where you have people that are grown as men, grown as men that's getting paid to play a physical sport or just pay to pay, uh, pay to play any way that gets cussed out. So it's like, honestly, can we really look at Ed Reed in that situation? Like, oh, well, he's going live. No. And cussing, well, cussing, you know, cussing and going on and stuff like that. No, nah, is what really what it was, it was him exposing the college that he was at, you know, and now that he exposed it, oh, well, now we have a problem because we didn't want, you know, our dirty laundry out there and you just put our dirty laundry out there. Hey, well, you knew what you was getting with Ed Reed. You knew what you was getting with, you know, these coaches or with this particular person. If you don't like it, hire someone that is not really, is not going to blow the whistle or that's not going to ruffle your feathers. Come on, let's be for real, people, you know. And for the quote-unquote school, Bethune, you know, and hopefully I'm saying their name right, you know, um, for them to sit there and say, hey, well, you know, Ed Reed knew the situation, what was at the school, what was going on, what we was missing, what we was lacking. Okay, let, let's, let's take it back. How many of us has ever walked into a job knowing that, hey, you know, this, you know, they're showing us around, you know, saying, hey, well, this is what we're working on. This is what we're doing. And, you know, we buy into that for a little bit. And then we when we actually see what's really going on, it's like, oh, shit, what the fuck? Like, for me, I feel like this. Honestly, the first impression that. They probably gave every was like, hey, we got our shit together and we're doing this. We're doing X, Y and Z to make our school that much better. And then when he got there and actually seen what was really going on. It really turned them off. And I'm be honest with you. Let, let's let's be for real. You know how many people, quote unquote, says, hey, your first impression is your best impression. And I know we all heard that saying, so we try to put our best foot forward 
with anybody that we're first first meeting. And honestly, I feel like that's where most of the time people are fake at, you know, and that's just me, period. I feel like that's where people show like, hey, I'm going to be the fakest motherfucker that you could ever meet. And I'm going to smile just so you could think that I am this honestly good, nice person. And once you get to know me, that's when you find out I am a piece of shit. So like. I really don't buy too much into the whole first impression thing. And I feel like that probably what it was when, you know, they attracted every to that particular college, you know. And honestly, I feel like it. I'm not going to say, hey, all HBCUs are bad. But when you have your students speaking out and your students signing petitions to get you know, every job back or, you know, just even telling you what really what it really is and stuff like that, where kids is not seeing their tuitions and stuff like that or, quote unquote, their refund checks or, you know, the living quarters are not good living quarters or, you know, this is what's going on. That's what's going on. It's it's disheartening to hear that. And for me being a black black person and no I did not go to an HBCU you know but I do know a couple people that has went to an HBCU and I will tell you this and I'll be first hand to tell you this like the first thing that they tell you that my friends tell me that has been to an HBCU they always say man it is an experience that you know you cannot match at a PWI you know it's that is is experience. You know, you'll learn so much about yourself. You'll learn so much about the culture. You'll learn this, you'll learn that. You know, now I'm not going to be like, "Hey, everything's all rosy and dandy and stuff like that" because like, "Hey, you know, you do have some of your HBCUs that is not really good." And we've seen that with Bethune-Cookman. And that is like it's disheartening. Because you could tell that Edry wanted to do well and, you know, do something that Dion did at Jackson State. And speaking of Jackson State, I think it was wrong when a lot of people started bashing Dion because he went and, well, he left for a better opportunity. But yet we sit there as black people like, ah, well, you know, we need to support our quote unquote black kings and queens and stuff like that. But when they get elevated into those positions, to a higher position or when they get elevated to things that is taking them away from our quote unquote community and stuff is a, we're we ready to tear them down. And it's sad that, you know, people want to tear Dion down because he left Jackson state for Colorado. Hey, that is the first. And I mean, honestly, that is the first black coach you know, or coach period that's coming from an HBCU school that is going to a power five school. So like that's something that we should have been, you know, cheering him, you know, wholeheartedly like, hey, yeah, Dion, you're doing your thing. You're doing your thing. Like, keep on, you know, because like that opens the door for all those other, you know, head coaches that has dream and aspirations to go to a power five school or to elevate that particular HBCU that they're at to a Power 5 school or, you know, 
freelance like Notre Dame. But yet we tore Dion down, you know. Now, don't get me wrong. We had some people that was really supporting him. It's like, hey, nah, you know, we can't, you know, enough with that Dion backlash. You know, y'all shouldn't do that. Y'all should be thankful, you know. And then, you know, word got out that, hey, you know, he was only going to stay but for so long there, you know. And people still got mad with it. It's a bad look. Like, overall, it's a bad look that, you know, we have a person like Dion that has changed so much in a short period of time at Jackson State where, you know, these guys are really legit having their their uniforms are really up to par with Oregon. They had legit the most uniform combinations that Oregon had, you know, and Oregon – if you know anything about Oregon, <laughs> those ducks, they have uniform for days. I don't even think I have ever seen them wear the same uniform or hear them wearing the same uniform, you know, in the same season. So, like, for them to have that, it's, it's to me, it's special. And then you had him really using his 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 people, you know, his contacts and his people to – Get these guys matching blazers or, you know, sweaters, making them look like a team, you know, and helping them finishing, you know, (laughs) their locker room and stuff like that, you know, and you bash a person like that. It's crazy how much, like, hate people have when, you know, someone is doing better or someone wants better for themselves and stuff like that. And yet it's still, we're like, hey, you know, we should support this person. But yet we tear down that person as as well. Is that crab in a barrel mentality that is crazy to me? Like you shouldn't have that crab in a barrel mentality, you know. But, hey, a lot of people do, and it's sad, you know. Um, honestly, that's all I got for this particular topic. Um I will say this, like I will have to legit get one of my friends that went to HBCU school, you know, on this podcast. Cause like I, you know, want to talk about the whole experience of HBCUs and stuff like that. I want to put a positive light, positive spin on that. Like, you know, and also have not just myself talking about it and not just my friend, but also, you know, having boss on, on this, on this thing, you know, cause like, I'm intrigued to hear his opinion when it comes down to this topic as well. And if you haven't already, we're getting ready to drop a banger this coming Monday. You know, so stay tuned. Like I told y'all last time, man, like we got a lot, a lot of stuff coming y'all way. A lot of content that's dropping. If you haven't, you know, we just recently uploaded on TikTok. Finally, clashes on TikTok. So, you know, go ahead and follow us. You know, see, see, as the quote unquote, I hate saying this, but like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube. You know, web page is booming. Um, Instagram, Facebook. We're, we're pretty much everywhere that, you know, social media 
is popping on. So, like, go ahead and like, subscribe, follow to all our pages and stuff like that, man. And continuously support us, you know, and we're going to continue to drop our content, you know, for you and stuff like that and see where it goes, man. Peace, love, and blessings, man.